Hello, everybody. This is your specialty coffee made simple podcast. My name is Missy Bobo. I am your host. I am the owner of Femrost Coffee, a coffee roastery located in Croswell, Michigan, and raise eatery and coffee house in Croswell as well. If you want more information about the restaurant, you can go to raisecroswell.com or femrostcoffee.com and get more information. Today we're going to talk about specialty coffee made simple specifically for beginners. We get the same questions asked frequently and so I thought I would take a minute to explain the most basic questions that we get asked frequently. There are a lot of variables that go into making the perfect cup of coffee and so we're going to discuss that. At the end of it I'm going to give you a link to follow for a free coffee infographic that will explain all of the details that I have here in short um, short little blurbs that you can print out and put in, on your fridge. So stay tuned. Hello again. Uh, first I wanted to say thank you to everybody that has, has been listening. Um, our podcast has seen quite a bit of growth in the past month or so. We have been um, recording and posting our podcast more frequently. We started it at the beginning of the year, COVID hit. Um, it's been all hands on deck with all the different things that we've got going on. Um, so with the frequency that we've been posting, we've seen a 242% increase um, in the past few weeks. And we're listened to in five countries. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, the number of people that are curious about coffee and this whole subculture of coffee is staggering. Um, there is so much information out there. And so our job that we've taken on is to simplify it, to make it easy, to put it in chunks that's easy to understand so you don't have to learn a second language. Um, Thumb Roast Coffee is all about making specialty coffee simple, accessible, and affordable. On our last podcast, um, titled Christmas with Thumb Roast, lists all of the solutions we offer for gift giving. We love helping you with your to-do list during the holidays, and we are consistently and constantly looking for ways that we can better serve you. So if there's something that's not included on there that we can um, do for you or questions you have that are not answered in either our blog or our podcasts, please let us know. Please reach out to us at thumbroastcoffee at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We have uh, gift giving solutions for everybody on your list and that last blog entry and podcast are great ways to learn about them all. Um, you can visit femrosecoffee.com and get more information about any and all of them. But today we're gonna go over all of the variables that affect your coffee making at home. Um, there are so many different things that go into making the coffee and we're gonna touch on a little bit of each, of, each one of them. Um, but basically it's the type of coffee, the freshness of coffee, your grind, your water, uh, both type, uh, but the type of water and the temperature of water and the timing of it. So let's dive into this. First, you got to start with the best coffee. I mean, Femrose coffee is, you know, one of the best. We're not going to say that we're the best of the best, <coughs> excuse me. I think we're the best of the best. Um, I'm a little biased. But there's a lot of specialty grade coffee out there. What makes us unique is that we only purchase specialty grade, high grown, 
um, coffee from as many farmers directly as we can. Um, we don't roast or we don't add anything chemically or additives to the coffee once we roast it. Um, and what makes it us specifically us unique uh, regarding everybody else in the world that offers specialty grade is that we make it accessible and affordable. Most coffees that you're going to get, the same coffee that you're going to get with me, um, you're going to get at, you know, a, a coffee shop or a roastery in the city, Detroit metro area, and you're going to pay $24 a pound. Ours is 16 a pound on average. So that's one of the differences. If you hear uh, noises in the background, that is my dog. He insisted on being on my lap while I recorded. He was crying. So if you hear snoring, that is my dog, not me. <laughs> that was just him. Yeah. Um, so... When you're buying coffee, there's a lot of different coffees out there and there's a lot to choose from. But the main difference is specialty grade coffee is the top 3% of the world's coffee. And that's what we buy. There's a lot of commodity grade. There's a lot of um, premium grade. There's a lot of different grades. And grading is basically the score or in essence grade like in school that the coffee gets. How many defects does it have? How many divots, you know, how many pieces are broken off? What is the overall color of it? Is it all consistent? Is it variegated? Is it, um, does it have too much uh, moisture? Is it too dry? What does it taste like when it's ground or uh, when it's brewed? And, and how does it smell when it's ground? It, specialty grade coffee has to go through this rigorous testing and grading to be qualified as a specialty grade. That is what we buy the top 3% of the world's coffee. So that is where you wanna start. Now, again, if you're looking at the price, um, I've touched on this on other podcasts, where if you're looking at the price of mine on a shelf and you're looking at the price of another, another roaster on a shelf and then you're looking at the commodity grade, you're pay, you're, you get what you pay for, right? So you're buying commodity grade, I'm not gonna say any name brands, but everybody's you know favorite brand at home that their parents drank or whatever, that's a commodity grade coffee. It was grown cheaply. It was a cheap plant. It's cheap to harvest. It's cheap to produce. It's cheap to uh, get to you um, the the chain, the food chain for it, um, and the logistical chain for it is very easy. It's a cheaper coffee. It's cheap all the way cheaper all the way around because of that. When you're buying specialty grade, you're paying for specialty grade. You're paying for something that doesn't have the harshness and the defects and the and the bitterness of a commodity grade coffee. That, number one, again, goes through rigorous testing. It's a specific plant that is less acidic, less caffeine, better for you, grown higher uh, on, on, on a mountain, so then the labor is more expensive because we're paying farmers appropriately instead of taking advantage of them. All those different types of things, and I've gone on my rant about that before in different podcasts, but when you wanna start with the best coffee at home, the best cup of coffee. You need to start with the best coffee. So keep that in mind when you're purchasing your coffee, whether it's at the store, at a, at a gift, shop, uh, gift store, at our store, at someone else's roastery. Just keep that in mind. The great news is that Thermos Coffee only purchases that specialty grade from all around the world and you get it right to your doorstep. Um, in a, another podcast we did called Who's Your Hero, we talked about this magical bean has grown in countries halfway around the world and made available so that you can enjoy it daily. And all the logistics that go into that, it's, it's, it's staggering when you sit and think about it. So um, this top 3% of the world's 
product being delivered to you is, is very special. And then once you get the right type of coffee, you want to make sure that it's freshly roasted. Um, we roast typically twice a week uh, because we opened our third location in Sandusky. Uh, we don't have on-demand roasting right now. Uh, we're hoping to get to that at some point. We're growing to where it used to be we're roasting all day, every day on Stella, our, our first com uh, commercial roaster. Then last year we bought um, the new roaster, roaster called Blue Betty. And she can roast up to uh, 30 pounds at a time. We usually roast about 26 pounds at a time. And so we don't have to roast as often but we roast at least twice a week usually to make sure that it, we maintain freshness. So when somebody calls and orders or um, some uh, you know restaurant or coffee shop places an order, it's roasted fresh. Um, but you wanna start with the freshest coffee possible because that's where the most flavor is gonna come. The, the carbon dioxide hasn't completely leached out of the coffee yet, so you want to get it as freshly as possible. Um, when you're buying coffee in a store, look at the date. If it doesn't have the date of when it was roasted and it has an expiration date, you have no idea how long it's been sitting there. Again, if that's what you like, there's no judgment in that. It's just, if you're looking for that perfect cup of coffee at home, that's gonna be a factor. So you wanna get freshly roasted coffee within three months. Um, it's premium and it's like uh, the, the best possible between five days after it's roasted um, some are three, but most are five days after it's roasted because all of the sugar um, compounds have, have settled and, and uh, finished setting up. Um, between five days and two weeks is that most premium time frame of uh, getting the most out of it. You're not going to really notice unless you're drinking this coffee and you're weighing it and you're, you know, you're, you're have a specific type of water and a specific type of brewer. You're, you're not going to notice that tiny little nuance of flavor difference from you know five days to a week to three months to six months now after that you might taste a little bit of a difference and drop off because of the carbon dioxide has been um, completely gone out of it but as i tell a lot of my customers there's really no expiration date on it especially if it's not a dark roast if it's a dark roast you want to drink it within six months if it's anything else where the oil's all on the inside of the bean then it can last for a long time i've been sampling coffees for that's been um sealed up in a package one of our on one of our bags after a year and it's fantastic it's not even just oh it's it's decent it's so good um but there is something to be said for the fresher the better next is grind um and i've got a whole different thing about uh, a podcast and a blog about grind grind plays such a huge role in how your coffee is going to taste and depending on what kind of machine you're brewing it in you want to get a grind that's going to match that because you're dealing with um, two main scientific things here. You're dealing with the air hitting the coffee with the water and you're dealing with gravity. So let's say you're using a French press. Well, you've got more control because you're not, um, you're not fighting. The air is not fighting with the, the coffee and the uh, carbon dioxide leach in, or um, getting out and you're not dealing with gravity. But if you're dealing with a drip coffee or a pour over, then the water's being pulled down through that coffee as quickly as gravity can pull it through that filter. So you want to make sure when you're getting your 
coffee ground at a store or you're grinding it yourself, that, that grind matches the brewing type that you're using. Uh, again, go back to my other podcasts and my, our blog on thumbrosecoffee.com and you can get more information about which grind setting is best for your specific brewing method. Next is water. Um, there have been so many different tests and um, experiments on the different types of water that is best for your coffee. Now that's somewhere something that's uh, subjective. Um, some people are hardcore filtered water only. Um, they go and buy specific uh, water just for their coffee, just to brew their coffee. Now there's something to be said about not wanting the the water to ruin your machine. If you've got a specific machine, like an espresso machine, you want to use distilled. But for brewing your coffee in a regular drip pot or a pour over or a Chemex or a, a, a French press, um, in my experience, tap water's best uh, because it's got minerals in it that, I mean, it's got some mineral content. You know, our tap water, our city water um, does have some of that taken out. Um, but the more minerals in the coffee or in the water, it's going to draw out the flavor in the coffee. So I like using tap water. That's something that you might have to do a couple experiments with different types of water to see what you like. Now you might like, if you're getting really picky with it, which I've done, uh, just to have fun with it, you can use distilled water. You can use spring water. You can use, um, you can add a pouch of minerals to the water to, hike up your mineral content uh, of your tap water or just use tap water depending on which coffee you're brewing. Some I want more flavor, some I just want it as is. Um, so play around with that, the type of water that you're using. Again, I recommend tap just because it's number one, easy and it, it's, it's accessible and it does have the mineral content to bring out the flavor of the coffee. Next is temperature. That's another one of those variables that you want to make sure that you're getting right. Um, if you have it too cold and the water's not hot enough, it's not going to extract fully and it's going to basically be brown water. If your coffee's not strong enough, you might not have the right temperature of your water. You, the temperature of your water needs to be between 195 and 205 degrees. There are, um, hot water kettles out there that have a temperature gauge on them that you can, uh, preset to you know 200 degrees and then once it reaches 200 it'll shut off you can make your coffee um, if you're using a drip a regular drip machine those usually get to be about 150 155 uh, degrees which is fine but if you're using a french press or a pour over or chemex or you're getting into the higher end coffees you want it to be between 195 and 205 degrees if you're going over the 205 degrees it's kind of like frying it a little bit. It's over extracting. It's, it's, it's going to take some of that harshness and the bitterness um, on the outside of the coffee. When you grind it, that out, outer shell um, has a little bit of a, it's called chaff. Um, some of the skin, that'll, that's what uh, the hot, hot, hot water will extract more of is that skin because it's really thin. Um, so you want to make sure that you stay in that sweet spot of 195 to 205. If you don't have a temperature gauge on your hot water kettle, then you can always just put some water on to boil on the stove and either let it almost boil or let it boil and let it rest for about 45 seconds. And then your water will be perfect. That's what I've done, um, before when I didn't have a temperature gauge, um, on my water kettle. And then the last, 
uh, factor that you want to take into consideration is timing. Um, again, depending on what type of grind setting, how high your water is, that's going to affect, you want to eliminate all those variables and get those right. And then you're going to play with timing. If you're using a drip, you don't really have a lot of say in the timing of it. It's set specifically to extract at a, cer a certain pace. But if you're using a Chemex or a pour over or a, a, a French press or a manual way of brewing, then you want to kind of take your time with how you're pouring the water in because gravity is going to pull it through depending on the type of filter you use or if you're using a French press. French press is easiest to explain. How long do I let my press sit? Well, again, it's subjective. I have customers who like it two minutes. I have customers who like it seven minutes. I like it at four minutes. I like mine a little bit stronger. I find after four minutes, it starts to extract some of that uh, bitterness from the chaff because it's it, or the outside of the skin because it's the all the grounds have been saturated fully. The water has been able to completely saturate each um, grind. And so I try to pour it out after that four minute point, but that's something to play with. Now, all of these variables are subjective to a point and it's fun to experiment. So, you know, you can experiment with any of these, experiment with different types of coffee from different roasters, experiment with um, different roast profiles, try a light, try a dark, try a blonde, try a, a medium, try a, a French. Um, play with the freshness, try it after three days, try it after five days, try it after seven days, you know, and make notes. Um, try different grind settings for different brewing methods, try different waters, try different temperatures. You know, all of those are variables that you can kind of fine tune. But once you know what you're looking for and once you know, OK, I've got my waters at 195, um, I'm making my French press. I know I like this one at four minutes. I'm going to try four minutes with uh, distilled water. I'm going to try four minutes with tap water and see which one I like better and then play with the grind. I like a little bit more coarse. I like it a little bit more um, fine and just play around with it and find what you like. This is all subjective. All this whole thing is just supposed to be fun and an experience. The goal here is for you to make the perfect cup of coffee at home. Learn all the variables, learn all the ways that you can do this for yourself at home. You don't need a different education. You don't need to learn another language. You don't need to say Peruvian Chanchamayo and Ethiopian Yurga chef to get a good, good cup of coffee. We would love to talk to you more about this. Reach out to us at thumrosecoffee.com or send us an email at thumrosecoffee at gmail.com. We'd love to answer any questions that you have for us. If you would like a copy of this infographic, um, again, I'm going to put the link in the podcast description. You can go to our website, um, sign up for our newsletter, and that will be emailed to you. And it's just a great tip and tool to put right where you're brewing your coffee to remind you of all the different variables to make sure that you've got them all. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you leaning in and wanting to learn more with me and grow with me. And um, I encourage you again to visit our website for more information about any of our coffees, about grinding, about different brew methods, about a lot of different things. If you are looking to get something shipped out or shipped to a loved one for Christmas, the post office deadline is the 18th. That's only two, uh, three days left. Um, so make sure that you get your orders in at thumbrosecoffee.com. Select shipping. It, we do send it uh, two-day priority. 
And so I've had some getting there in two days. I've had some getting there in a week. So the 18th is a safe deadline, I, I think, um, to get it out there. And that's what they're telling us to tell people. Um, take a look at our podcast or our, uh, our blog entry about Christmas gifts and all the different ways that we can serve you. Thank you again for joining me. I, everybody have a great Christmas, great holiday, and stay safe. Do you want to make extra money for the holidays just by spending some time on social media? Join our affiliate program with Thumbrose Coffee. Share our posts, copy our photos and information, or create your own. Advertise Thumb Roast Coffee with your own unique link to our website and get 15% cash back from every order. That's it. No strings, no selling, no cold calls. All the work is already done for you. All you have to do is share, retweet, or post. Find out more information on our website at thumbroastcoffee.com and become an affiliate today.